You're listening to Journey to Truth Podcast. Welcome to Journey to Truth Podcast. My name is Tyler Koala with Aaron Kuhn, and tonight we have on Jace Kalissa. Um, he is from uh, Cosmic Origins, is that correct? Is that your YouTube channel, Jace? That's right. I guess just uh, just jump right in. Uh, tell us tell us about that and how you, how you uh, got that started. Well, I started Cosmic Origins um, about a year ago. It was last... January. And it was actually the second YouTube channel I made because the first one I made was like a month earlier. And I originally was calling that the conscious corner. And I was talking about um, like mainly basic spiritual principles. Like I had a video on the law of attraction. I had one on what is source or God. Um, I had one on meditation. And at that time, I really, I didn't really want to do videos. Um, it was kind of something that I feel like I was, I don't want to say forced to do because that sounds a little harsh, but it was something I was guided to do um, a little bit against what I actually wanted to do, but it was something that I, you know, this, this um, message or this, this voice came to me and was like, you need to start speaking your truth. You need to start creating content um, and just speaking from your own experiences. And um, at that time it was, uh, mainly those spiritual principles that came up. And then that's right around the time that QAnon came out. That was um, the end of October of that same year. This was uh, 2017. Mm. And, uh, and so it was at that point that I started realizing that I wanted to talk about Q and the deep state and everything that was happening. But I was a little uncertain if I should approach it on the same platform that I was doing the spiritual stuff. And at that moment, I was like, you know, it might be better for me to have two different platforms that appeal to a broader range of people. And that way, I'm not losing anybody that might be interested in one subject or the other, right? Because they are kind of polarizing things, uh, the, you know, the political awakening versus the spiritual awakening. So right after I made The Conscious Corner, I made another channel called Discerning Disclosure. And that's ultimately what became Cosmic Origins. And, uh, it's through that channel now that I, um, I mainly talk about Q Anon and, uh, what's going on with the deep state. And I'm starting to tie that into metaphysics and what that means for us as an awakening spiritual peoples. And ultimately the name cosmic origins is, um, to me, a deeper representation of where I want the content on the channel to go, which is exploring our our literal cosmic origins as a species on this planet and beginning to understand why we're here, what we're here to do and what the heck is going on with this whole conscious revolution and evolution that we're experiencing. Yeah. And that's a lot to try and understand also. (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, being an awakening person still and you know we're never fully woken up we still are waking up every day and and learning deeper truths every day so my personal message from my truth is definitely constantly changing and adapting and that's a that's a uh, great point uh, because uh, i believe i was watching a jordan say their video the other day and he made a great point as far as you know you meet people who think they're already woke they're already awake but you're right. It never ends. It's, it's always continuing. You know, if, if you think you are, that's not true. You know, there's always something to learn every day and that rabbit hole never ends. Exactly. Until the day that we leave this plane and even past that, we just keep learning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, And there's also um, different areas you can be awake, quote unquote. And um, cause I see a lot of people that are, you know they're they're very uh, woke, so to speak, about politics. Let's say or like the deep state, and they know they know their stuff really well in that, and they know what's going on, but only on a certain level, and they don't know any of the ET stuff or any spiritual stuff or any anything like that. And then there's people the opposite of that. I see a lot where they don't know thing that's really going on on a 3D level politically. Um, but they're very, very spiritual and, or they're very into uh, extraterrestrials and they know about the reptilians and they know what's going on, but they don't really know about Q or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. No, that's a perfect point. Uh, yeah. And it's hard to be well-rounded in all of it. I mean, because how it's so hard for me having a full-time job to dive in and do all this research and, you know, it's just so much is coming out every day. And to keep up with all of it, it's really hard. I, I totally understand why somebody would be more uh, more informed on a certain uh, subject. Yeah, because uh, the truth of what's going on is so vast and there's so much information and it's so complex what's going on. It's just on a 3D level on what's going on this planet. Yeah, it's really hard to stay up on what's going on and, and to get the full truth. But... Um, yeah, I try, yeah, I try to get a broad perspective of, of what's going on in, on a 3d level, but also, uh, beyond that and with ETs and, you know, spiritually, and I try to stay focused on myself and my spiritual growth because that's, that's, what's most important. And, and the rest is just kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. very true. On the uh, I totally agree with that. At the end of the day, the, the most important thing I think is that we're working on our inner work and our shadow work and uh, coming into a a heart centered consciousness because, well, I had this epiphany um, when I was reading the law of one about a year ago that if, if this event, you know, that comes up a lot in our circles, this um, solar flash event or whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. you know, this defining evolution event, um, if that occurs tomorrow, right? Everything disclosure related, everything about the secret space program, everything about pedogate is all kind of irrelevant. Like none of that really matters the moment that that ascension hits. The, the only thing that matters is how like activated are or how balanced we are and how heart centered we are. And if we're ready for that exactly. influx of cosmic energy coming in. Exactly. Did you hear, did you, did any, did either of you two read the most recent, uh, Corey Good update? Oh yeah. yeah. He talked about, um, 
you know, we're so heavily bombarded with all these uh, heavy metals every day. And, you know, he was discussing some of his meetings with the Anchar and how, like, their mission right now is, like, how can we, how can we, like, uh, detox ourselves? Because essentially, if this was to happen tomorrow, apparently, according to this information, like, we could spontaneously combust so much metal in our body. Oh, I know. Yeah. I read that. That's kind of intense, huh? I know. I was like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) it's a big wake up call to to all of us. It's like, definitely. What can you do about it? You know, you got chemtrails and it's in everything, everything. Deodorant. Even if it wasn't in the food or everything, like the chemtrails alone, you know, is it's funny that the day after that, Alexis and I went out and bought, uh, maca root and spirulina and moringa nice. and turmeric and all, nice. all these things to make you know superfood uh, teas in the morning to to help with that detox process. Yeah, yeah, I take spirulina actually already, and um, I was taking zeolite actually for a while, which is which is also very good for detoxing heavy metals. Nice. Um, I, I, I stopped taking it. I kind of just forgot about it for a while. I need to start that up again. <laughs> well, there's your cosmic reminder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after reading that, I was like, I need to start doing zeolite. <laughs> I don't want to spontaneously combust. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spontaneously combust. All right, okay. and that's the thing with or with a lot of these, uh, a lot of these over the counter stuff or, or whatever you're talking about. Um, it's easy to get started on them, but to stick with them is the hard part, you know. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. Routines are important. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of routines, what's it like uh, living on the road now, Jace? Oh, man. Yeah. So it's been about a month and a half since we've officially been mobile. Wow. And uh, yeah, we basically acquired this, um, this my, my grandparents' old camper van. It's the size of a, a regular old van, but the inside is has every amenity you need down to a bathroom and a shower. And, uh, nice. man, the freedom that comes along with that and being mobile and being a nomad is just unparalleled to anything. It's so, it's such a breakaway from the matrix and from the control structure. Um, it's very oh, yeah. freeing and very, uh, enlightening within itself. Um, especially from even the point of just, uh, having to practice minimalism has been very empowering and very, um, just informative and uh, being very conscious of your energy usage, like very, very conscious. I, I think it's every, it's a, uh, it's something that everyone should try at least one point in their lives is, you know, going, going on a road trip or living in a van or some kind of mobile situation for at least a couple months. Cause you learn a lot and we've been able to, uh, well, we started in San Diego and we've basically been going up the coast and now we are uh, near the uh, Nevada city Tahoe area. And we've been staying with friends and uh, working with them and just doing all this um, like activation work that goes both ways. We've been help activating people and they've been activating us and giving us the information we need. And we've been giving them the information we need. And it's been helping establish and build this network that we already have, this beautiful network of friends and family. And yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been quite the journey. That's awesome. That's yeah, amazing. I couldn't... I, I could I'm really agree. jealous of that. <laughs> exactly. really, really jealous. Anybody exactly. can do it. It's uh, it's. I mean, the the key thing is that you begin to find what your passion is that 
can make you self-sustainable and give you that, um, you know, that personal mobile income, whether it's online work or, you know, whatever it is that you're able to do that. And uh, fortunately, we've, we've been at the point where we're, you know, we're, we're not, we're not making that much money at all, but we're making just enough that we are able to do what we need to do, which is all we need, really. Yeah, but there's a, there's a, such a sense of freedom to that lifestyle, like you said. It do, almost doesn't matter because you're 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 able to go do stuff that I can never do just because of the scenario that I'm in. And I, I'm not hey, saying, don't say I that. Don't, say don't, never. don't like magic yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I shouldn't say power, never. Man. Um, but but. It, uh, what I'm trying to say is you just get the <laughs> drop of a hat. You can just decide, hey, let's go check out this mountain or let's yeah. drive here, you know, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that moment of getting to your destination and leaving your destination has honestly been the most rewarding for us. I mean, being at the destination is obviously great, but it's that moment of you've got everything you own in this one space and you're on the go and you're moving. It's so fulfilling and so rewarding. I can't even describe it fully. It's like a weight off your shoulders almost too. It's like, you know, you don't have all this overhead stress to worry about. The way I like to think of it is that when you have, you know, we've kind of been guided as a society to having more, more, more and then spreading that out, right? So like the American dream now is having a, a big house with a big lawn and, you know, five living rooms and whatever. And a TV in every room and a nice car. Yeah. Having way too much stuff, basically. Yes. And, and the way I think about it is that it actually, all of those things that you own or that you invest your time or energy in, that's like a part of your consciousness. So when you have a full house, you know, a big house with a big yard, a big backyard, and there's a bunch of things going on in that environment that you need to manage, you know, whether it's your, your pets or your kids, uh, the, the pool in the backyard that needs to be cleaned or the pipes that aren't working or whatever, all those things take a bit of your consciousness away from you in any moment. And that's kind of one of the ways that I've seen that we've been manipulated as a collective. Um, it's kind of like that, uh, I saw a meme the other day that was like the American lawn is the biggest MK ultra, um, experiment that too. To, to ever hit us. Right. And it's kind of that, that That's idea, so like the more that we are distracted, the more that pieces of our consciousness are scattered, um, the less we can devote that entire consciousness towards manifesting and creating what we want. So having all of our things in this one space with us is if you can feel that, close proximity of the consciousness you feel like it's it's here with you you don't feel as scattered and it's great wow that's a great yeah. way to look at it I, I, you just put you just put a lot of things into perspective even for me uh and that's part of the reason we're doing this because mm. you know we learn so much for from each other going through this journey yeah definitely yeah yeah you're you're basically living my dream right now <laughs> I mean, I, I've wanted to live off grid for a little bit. Um, but then I started thinking about, well, what, what if I could just live out of a van or a RV or something that's mobile and then I could visit all my friends whenever I wanted to, it's, or, you know, go wherever I wanted to, whenever, if I could, you it's, know, make it so much easier. Out. It's so much easier than, than you might think it is. Cause it seems like a huge challenge, especially it does you know, to me having, yeah. having to, you know, leave your job and, 
move from your place and do all that. But if, if you set that as your intention for anybody out there who wants to live that kind of lifestyle, if you just set that as your intention and you don't overthink how it's going to happen, it's, it'll happen. Yeah. Overthinking is the biggest killer that, that stops a lot of people. I've seen so many people be like, I want to live that lifestyle, but because of this, this, and this logical reason, it will never happen for me. And I'm yes. like, you're literally I naturally, I always naturally try, like start overthinking things and, and talk and basically like think myself out of doing things. I'm, I'm like, Oh, well I can't because of this and this and this. Yeah. It's definitely something we all have to overcome. Yeah. And, yeah. and then maybe that's why you're doing this right now to set an example for people. Anybody who listens to this, who's been, who's been just waiting to pull the trigger or afraid to, you know, maybe this will spark something. I sure and, hope so. And, and to, to help add to the confidence of, of people that want to do that. Um, I've been seeing numerous visions and um, a lot of people I know too have been getting the same vision that more and more people in our, especially in our awakening communities are going to be moving towards a mobile and nomadic lifestyle because that's one of the big steps towards uh, removing yourself from the matrix control structures. And I've literally been envisioning mm -hmm. for like over a year now, large caravans of like giant school buses and RVs and like burning man vehicles and <laughs> vans and stuff like, you know, going across the country from place to place doing like pop up conscious events all around the country. Kind of like, um, the you know, 70s. Like, yeah, like the Grateful Dead following was, but yeah, yeah. the next level of it, right? Totally. And that, yeah. that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, because these conferences are everywhere and just being uh, mobile like that makes it so easy to attend them and, you know. Yeah, and to mm -hmm. kind of go hand in hand with that, um, I've also been envisioning that, and I know a lot of people have as well, um, like awakening uh, communities, but like, like self-sustainable communities that are going to start popping up. And I've, I've kind of seen the Northern California Pacific Northwest area is where these hotspots are going to start occurring, but eventually it'll be all over the world. But uh, mm. in, in Northern California and, you know, Oregon, Washington, there's a lot of, um, I feel like the land and the people are just prepped for that first step, but there's going to be a lot of these self-sustainable communities emerging and I already know of several that are starting out. Um, and these communities are going to go hand in hand with these uh, groups of traveling wanderers or nomads where people through the same networks will be able to take their mobile, you know, home, vehicle, whatever, and be able to go from location to location and contribute to whatever, you know, whatever they need at that spot. So if you're you know, um, if you're a plumber, you'll be able to help with that. Or if you're an engineer, you'll be able to help with that. Or if you're an artist or if you're a channeler, right there, everybody has got some kind of skill to contribute to these communities. And it's going to be just about doing whatever your specific vibrational passion is. Now I take it that you've, you know, who Michael Tellinger is in the Ubuntu movement. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Say, the kind of it sounds like you're preaching what he's I mean, you know talking about, and it's and I think it's awesome, and I think it's already actually isn't didn't he get a town like in Ontario or somewhere in Canada to actually like yeah apparently some town in Canada uh, became like an Ubuntu town apparently, but I heard I heard recently he um he not that he gave up on the idea he's still very much behind it but he stopped um. 
trying he stopped like the the movement that he was doing with it um, yeah because he just doesn't because it's funny you have to have money to do what he was doing and he just couldn't get uh the funding apparently mm-hmm. and it was too much for him but he's yeah, still very much behind that concept and that idea and I, so am i i mean obviously i think we all are yeah here. definitely it's kind of yeah. like elon musk creating the hyperloop and then being like yeah i'm not actually going to do this i'll let someone else do it but here's all the plans and the blueprints for it yeah yeah exactly and it's like that's definitely a big it's a big feat it's a it's it's hard to take something like that on especially the state that the world is in right now like it's it's planting the seed for everybody but we're not quite ready and you know and it needs to start happening but i understand why it can be demoralizing for him sometimes Mm -hmm. um but I mean, he's not only known for that. Like some of his research is just incredible. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. all the giant, um, giant bones and skeletons. That yeah. ancient, the African yeah. temples that that he uh, discovered that were built around like the sound frequency of the area that the Earth is resonating at, like that exact location. So there's like these these stone structures in in South Africa that there's no rhyme or reason to the the shape of any of them, and he somehow figured out that, you know, uh, the earth is resonating all the time. It's, it's basically singing. So he was able to measure the frequency at these locations. You know how whenever you put like sand or water on a speaker and, and it makes a, a geometrical pattern? Right. Well, that's what, that's exactly the pattern that occurs at that location is the pattern that the structure is built, is built around. So wow. that, that wow. pattern is built into that uh, frequency. The visibility of the frequency is, the, is how the structure is built. Wow. And it's, it's incredible. Amazing. I bought a book and I just couldn't stop reading it. And he, he has so many uh, photographs and evidence. And it's not, you know, it's just so somebody understood something way more than we'll oh. ever know back then, you know. Uh, the yeah. ancient civilizations all understood a lot of stuff that, was has been lost and that especially us in the west it's funny because we think we're like the height of knowledge and civilization when really we're doing so many things backwards and and wrong uh and not in line with universal truth and yeah you look at like all these ancient civilizations and all these ancient structures that they obviously had some very advanced science and ways of building things that we can't even do now with like the pyramids and with stuff all over the world. Um, Wait, are you trying to tell me that the pyramids weren't built by slaves? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, it's not crazy? fair because the ETs were present in their physical form back then. So right. they were now, now we yeah. have to figure it out on our own. We're just learning how to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We lost a lot of knowledge that we used to have or that different civilizations used to have. And, we uh, lost it or it's all it's all it's, been, it's really Vatican. yeah it's been it's been taken away from us and the cabal as we call them the the people and the beings controlling the planet they know all this stuff and they've been the ones putting out the false information and pushing that and people are waking up to that now and that's why they're losing control fast and they're freaking out and that's why you see so much craziness and so much insane propaganda and attacks on all this kind of stuff happening right yes. now because they're freaking out about it. <laughs> they're losing their control. Yes. Hey, 
it seems like they're the cabal, who the cabal answers to or who they're puppeted by. The, um, you know, you could argue that they're, they're interdimensional entities or forces, but it seems like those beings have been decommissioned or taken out of power. And now the cabal are kind of running around like chickens with their heads cut off. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to run things correctly. And it's all starting to collapse in on itself. Exactly. Um, Jace, I saw that uh, you, you're going to start doing uh, tarot card readings. Uh, That's is right. that true? Yeah. So I've been practicing tarot for, well, let's see. I got my first deck um, last summer. So almost a year. And I, I was always told that with, I always wanted a tarot deck, like, you know, years back. And I was always told that your first tarot deck has to be gifted to you. I just and, heard that the other day. Yeah. And really? I was like, well, you know, I'll just wait until I get one then. Thank you for telling and, me that because uh, I did not know that. Yeah, apparently that's, <laughs> the, you know, that's, the, that's the superstition, at least, you know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think anything bad's going to happen to anybody that buys their first tarot deck, but that's kind of the, gonna be the magic behind it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our friend Zara gifted me um, that deck. And man, when I first started kind of awakening to talking with my guides, I guess you can say, and um, kind of having that, that type of uh, communication with other non-physical beings, I found that tarot was extremely beneficial at helping develop those psychic abilities. Because what I was noticing is that it was, I, I had to practice trusting the communication of the cards. And when I did that, it was like you start to develop, it's like its own language, really. You, you can use them to develop a conversation between you and whatever entity or entities or God, you know, whatever you wish to communicate with. And since I've done that, it's just been so eye-opening for me and a whole new level of my awakening on, on how these type of interactions occur. So, yeah, so recently I, I, I officially put up on my, uh, on my Facebook, at least, that I'm doing tarot readings now, so... I gotta, I gotta set up my Patreon as well. But for now, if anyone would like to book a reading, they can do so on my Facebook. Uh, it's, I think it's Facebook.com/slash Jace Kalespa, and uh, yeah, and everything's on there. And you, you can just shoot me a message anywhere if you would like a reading from me. But yeah, what's your, what's your guys' experience with tarot? Have you ever done it yourself? Do you? I, uh, I, I bought a deck about a year ago, also, but I, I had no idea about the the tradition or whatever that it's supposed to be gifted to you. Um, and I just started exploring on my own, went into the store, picked out a deck that, you know, was that I was drawn to. And I just started doing close friends and family. And like all of a sudden they were wanting to come back, you know, and asking me, Hey, can you do another reading? Or I have a friend come by. Hey, it, it, it was working. And the results were impressive. Even, even I was impressed. I was like, right. Oh, wow. And uh, just actually this past Monday, it's funny, I, uh, I belong to this Coasties meeting. It's people who listen to Coast to Coast AM radio. We meet up once a month. And uh, one nice. of the, the speaker that was there on Monday night, uh, Julia Brommer, she has been reading tarot for 40 years professionally. 
Wow. And uh, she came and uh, did a presentation workshop and explained it all and how it works for her. And basically what you just said, Jace, is exactly what she said. You know, it, it's, it's just something, uh, it's just almost like a magic to it that you have to tap into to really understand how it works. And it definitely helps you connect to uh, a higher, uh, man, a higher higher entity, higher beings, you know, your higher self, whatever it may be. Yeah. I don't own a tarot deck. I want to, I've been wanting to get one for a while, but now I'm thinking maybe I should wait till somebody gives one to me. No, um, if you have a deck, use it. Definitely. I, I, I don't. Well, that's the thing. Oh, I've you been, don't. You I've don't. been wanting to get one, but now I'm like, oh, should I <laughs> buy one or should I wait till? Well, so, I would say if you're feeling called to it, you should just do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah, exactly. And um, I guess if you're not gifted one, then you're not meant to do it. Or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just not the right type of person for this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Tarot is just not for you. Yeah. Well, but um, that brings up a pretty good point, which is um, that one thing that I've noticed has kind of been a, a uh, distortion, I guess you could call it within um, the like pre-awakening community is this idea that, you know, there's only specific people that are psychic and, only psychics can tell you your future and you know only remote viewers can do that and they're special and they have these special abilities and i think it's important for everybody to realize that literally every one of us has this potential within us we all have the same amount of potential some people have the dna encoding for a quicker activation of that potential, which is why you'll see like people reach it at a younger point in their lives or some people are really adept at a certain skill like remote viewing. Um, but it's their abilities that are just fundamental aspects of consciousness. And once we learn to use that, anybody can do it. So relating that to tarot, I think tarot is a great way for people, for anybody to start honing their psychic abilities in that way. It's a great kind of introduction to that world of real life magic. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That is, that is very true because uh, that's one of the things I learned uh, going through. I started uh, seeing a Reiki healer and one of the first things she told me is that like, I have a really, a really high psychic sense ability, a sixth sense, whatever you want to call it. And, but then I started looking into it and, and it's everybody has it, you know, it's not just me. I mean, maybe I have a heightened ability. I don't know. I started looking into it. Uh, right. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned also about remote viewing. Uh, it's, I'm actually signed up to, uh, for a remote viewing workshop. Uh, oh, sweet. Second weekend of March is a lady named Margie K. She, uh, she's one of the MUFON, uh, the head MUFON uh, investigators in, in Missouri or Kansas city, but she's also big into the, this, the, 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 you know, the spiritual aspect of it, not just the nuts and bolts UFOs. And uh, she nice. is, she has this, I mean, crazy stories, psychic abilities. She does readings. Uh, the, her, her resume is impressive, you know? Wow. And, uh, and anyway, she's hosting a remote viewing workshop and me and a couple of people are attending something I've been wanting to do, you know, you can try and try and get online and, and watch a video and try and learn. But I think hands-on would really help being surrounded by people who are all trying to do the same thing might really benefit. Yeah, definitely. You're going to have to teach me after that. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. what astral projection and remote viewing. Um, I've never been able to quite accomplish yet. Uh, I remember like I, I tried so hard to astral project when I was first awakening and never really made it. I got into that like kind of what they call the vibrational state. I, I did too. Yeah. I tried it too. And I, I got to that state and I could never get past that for some reason. Yeah. it's. I think it's, well, at least for me, I, I wasn't ready for it. And that's kind of what I learned later. I probably is that <laughs> I was, yeah, really, you know, we, we get excited about these things and then try them and then we get disappointed when, when they don't work, but it's kind of like we got to work ourselves up in, in that ability. Yeah. Well, also, I've heard you really don't want to ask for projects if you're not spiritually prepared for it. Yes. I will. Get, That's get a huge thing, too. Dark entity, entity attachments if you're not careful. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't know what you're doing, and it can actually be dangerous. Right. So, right. We could have been actually divinely protected in that moment from, absolutely. from entering yeah, that I, place. I honestly think that was the case for me. For sure. Now, it is possible to accidentally do it because. It's happened to me on a number of occasions. And oh, nice! It, it I first really? time, first time it happened. So you're you're totally aware of what's going on. Like you, you, you're not dreaming. You know what's going on, and you get into that vibratory state. I didn't know what was happening, and you just you feel like you're flying. You are. You essentially you are, but it scares the crap out of you because you don't know what the hell you're doing. And immediately yeah. when fear takes over. You get sucked you, back. You jump right back. Mm, that's it, what I it heard. It was like yeah. something was forcing it. And I would just, it was like kept happening to me to where, you know, uh, one time, like all of a sudden you, you think you're going to hit this wall, but you can go through it. And the next thing you know, I'm outside in my backyard f- flying above my house looking. I mean, I can tell the stories in detail, but uh, either way, it's just a, the wow. craziest thing. And, and I kept freaking out because once you get so far away from, I guess, the, the visible surface of the earth, it scares the crap out of you. And as soon as, that, as soon as that happens, it's, it's almost like a, a tractor beam pulls you back to your body. And wow, it, really? Yeah. And what's Did funny, uh, what's funny is one time when I came back to my body, I knew exactly what was happening. As soon I was sleeping on my couch or I was laying on my couch when it happened. And as soon as my body hit, my dog flew off the couch. It jumped up like it just got, like I just scared the shit out of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. When so, you came back? Yeah, right when I, when I came back, like I almost kind of like jumped, you know, bounced. Yeah, scared um, your dog. Yeah, That's scared funny. my dog. It was, it was, uh, it was funny. But. <laughs> so where have you been? Wow. Uh, just around my house. <laughs> I've not, I've not uh, made it out of the my vicinity uh because it, it actually quit happening i tried to i tried to recreate it tried to do it i i don't know how to do it it just it was just happening naturally for a while so it just randomly would happen yeah and uh would it be when you were going to sleep i'm guessing like in bed no it would be more it would be as i'm as i'm waking up it always seemed like towards the morning hours like really uh yeah, I would get to such a deep, a deep state. Um, and at the time I was, I was researching it and looking into it and I wasn't having any success, but all of a sudden here it was happening to me. Yeah, supposedly 
you're supposed to be able to get into that space and like lucid dreaming easier. Um, like if you go to, you know, you have your full night's sleep and then you wake up in the morning and then go back to sleep, that's supposed to help trigger those, those kind of scenarios. I've heard that as well. I've heard it's actually, I've heard it's easier when you wake up and then you're kind of alert and then you go back to sleep. So like your mind is still kind of like active and alert. Yeah. That's what David Wilcock does. He, uh, he has, yeah, like this yeah I remember him saying that. Did you guys catch, did you guys catch his uh, live uh, thing? Uh, I guess Saturday. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I didn't see that one in full, but I saw his video about the tree falling outside of his house. Oh, that was yeah, great that, too. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That synchronicity though, right? Right. The tree. Oh my gosh. And what's weird is I just got a text from my parents today and they have this giant um, San Pedro uh, cactus plant that blew over today. And it made what? me think of that. I was like, whoa, what, what no was that way. a sign for? What was that synchronicity? Like giant 15 foot tall, five foot wide bushel of San Pedro, which is, you know, the mescaline yeah. uh, plant medicine. How does something like that just blow over? Exactly. Well, yeah, right? Weird. Yeah, well, when you look at what's happening right now, there's definitely something to that. I think that's that has a lot of meaning for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, that's another thing going through the whole awakening is that, you know, before this any of this ever happened to me, coincidence was something real to me just a coincidence and then as you as you evolve you realize that there are no coincidences and you start understanding why things are happening mm-hmm. you know everything happens for a reason and then you have to figure out well why is it happening and when you start mm-hmm. looking at things like that even the littlest things that you may have ignored in the past can like reset your path for that whole day if you if you mm-hmm. notice it yeah definitely Paying attention to the the symbols from the universe. That's how it communicates to us. Exactly. And when you know what to look for, when you keep seeing repeating numbers, like, um, you know, it's not just a coincidence if it keeps happening over and over, you know? And And I've been seeing the number 17, which is the the QAnon number. Same, dude. I've been seeing it so much. (laughs) It's like like 20 times a day. I know, right? (laughs) I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. I'm Same. not the only one. I, I, for the last, like, I don't know how many months now. Yeah, I've been seeing, because before that, I, I mean, I would see all the repeating numbers. I still see that too. Yeah. But I've been seeing specifically 17 so much over the last, like, I don't know, six months or so. I um, feel like that was the universe kind of telling us to trust the plan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. There's Just, so many theories regarding, um, you know, who QAnon is and that it's actually some kind of extraterrestrial influence. Like people will say it's Pleiadians or Arcturians or whatever. I feel like my, my personal belief is on the 3D level, it is a group of humans, you know, military Very intelligence crazy. people. Yep. But there's definitely some ET energy involved with yep. the transmission and the entire mission within itself. And then it gets even trippier when you start looking at all the, the Trump uh, time travel stuff and Baron Trump yeah. being a time traveler. And How crazy is that? It just starts to blow your mind. I can't even fully wrap my mind around the, the time travel. Yeah, the, the, uh, the two books. Uh, one's called The Last President. And then the other book is called uh, Baron Trump's 
Time Traveler, right? <laughs> uh, no, it, well, no, it's called uh, the name of the book is Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground. Oh yeah, movie, I think. And one of his sons is named Baron Trump, and it even shows a picture of Baron Trump in the book, and it looks very, very much like <laughs> Baron Trump, which is crazy. Um, and then so many aspects of those two books line up to a T exactly what with Trump or what's happening, you know, right, right. now it's, it's beyond coincidence, right? right? There's gotta be something more going on with that because there's just no way that can be a coincidence. Yeah. And the whole, the whole Q thing, it, it, I mean, in the future I could see, I mean, I don't see how you could ever get to the bottom of all of it and understand fully and decode every single post, you know, I can just see it. Like, I think I've heard somebody say it, like almost being a, a college course in the future, like people like, you know how they, there's a whole college course in the JFK assassination. Well, there, there's a, <laughs> that would be great. I would definitely go back to college if that was the case. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot who said that, but did you guys see that, uh, uh, Jordan Saylor was uh, name dropped in the, the latest Q post today? No, oh, really? really? Yeah. It was, uh, uh, man, what time was it? It, yeah, today at 3.52 p.m., I'm not sure what time zone, uh, it says, is Sather talking to Washington Post a good thing? Question mark, question mark. Oh, my gosh. I saw him post about that. I didn't know that Q actually mentioned him. Yeah. That's so interesting. I didn't either. I, I, did, I watched a little bit of his YouTube live video that he, he did talking about it, but I had no idea Q said that. That's crazy. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they uh, name dropped him, definitely. Wow. Yeah, so, and then. And then it says, more importantly, why is the Washington Post leading the attack versus Q, who owns the Washington Post, who funds Amazon, and just keeps right. going. You know, you could read the whole thing. Uh, and just, to, you know, I commend the people who sit down, sit down and break down every Q post because, I mean, honestly, oh some of it, a lot of it's over yeah. my head. Yeah, even though I do videos on Q, I, I can't even come close to touching near every post and doing every little thing because there's just so much it's so there. much yeah and if it really is what it is what we what we know it to be then it would make sense why somebody would would turn this into a college course one day and break down you know because it's it's essentially changing the planet right now right yeah. exactly and it's going to be responsible for for where we are in the future so it would make sense why people would want to break it down yeah and like wilcox says there's going to be entire majors of study in universities for figuring out how just how the alliance went about doing their their operations oh yeah it's yeah that's that's another thing it's like you know we're just reading this stuff and think about the guys with boots on the ground that are that are actually making these arrests and and tracking down these people or whatever the case might be you know and they're totally unrecognized at least right now yeah and karmically everybody who's had a role in that it should it should come back around um i've been following david wilcock for a while for example and he's been talking about the alliance for quite a while way before q and um he's been talking about how they've been working behind the scenes and taking down the cabal and all this stuff and immediately when it, when q came out i'm like okay this is the alliance kind of finally letting the public know about their operations and stuff and 
But it's funny because not long after Q came out, you start seeing all these attacks on Q and the mainstream media just kind of just every outlet simultaneously started like attacking Q and putting out all this propaganda that it's a crazy right-wing conspiracy theory. And, and then as soon as that started happening, you start seeing uh, a lot of people start parroting the exact same stuff that the mainstream media was saying. It's funny because it's like, okay, if, first off, if you actually look into Q and do your research on it, there's no way this is just some dude in his basement, some random guy like messing around. It's way too complex. There's way too much. It's way knowledge. too deep. It's way, way too, too thought out. And it's like, okay, maybe that's possible. Okay. But then you start seeing Trump confirm all these things. The Q proofs. Yeah. Yeah, Q proofs. If you go to qproofs.com, they list it out for you. You can just go through it. And then it starts being like, all right, there's there's something to this. Well, and you uh, have to ask you have to ask yourself too, like, uh, is the mainstream media whenever they're you know, just uh making fun of I'll just say making fun of because that's really what they're doing, uh Trump or Q or whatever. And you have to start thinking about why would they put so much energy energy into making Exactly. One guy or your Q, just let's just go with Trump. Just making one guy look so bad. Like every ounce of their energy is going towards making somebody look bad. I mean, you have to ask yourself because that's never been done with any other president before. So no. you have to you have to start asking yourself why is that happening? And that's because he's the one responsible for taking them down, you know, or the purple the people in control of the media anyway. Yeah, and and when you actually do your research you'll find that Trump is basically going against this deep state, this control system. You know, they own the media and that's why you see all of the media attacking him and doing everything they can to discredit Trump or to rally people against him. Like, I think the main reason that like the majority of, um, you know, people can't get on the Q train and understand why, why that would be legit is because they can't wrap their minds around this um, control structure and the Illuminati or the ball or whatever you want to call it. Exactly. Exactly. But once you get that and once you have the context behind it and you understand how the system works, it's so easy to tell what is going on with this. I mean, cause it's so straightforward. Q doesn't try to hide it or anything. It's very clearly no. an operation to take down the deep state, but exactly. Who, and that's, uh, that's the key right there. What you just said is uh, understanding that there is a deep state for one thing. Because if you, if you don't know that, then it's very easy for that propaganda to work on you because... You if don't, you don't know you're being controlled, you're not going to understand Q. Exactly, because the, yeah. the ones doing the controlling are the ones that are putting out that information, that propaganda. And that's if you don't see behind the curtain, so to speak, it really all just comes down to doing your own research. And that's what yeah. I've seen for so long. And that's what it, you know used to make me mad because I would just be like... All you have to do, like with the internet, it's so easy these days. We have access to so much information. But you can't, you can't just tell somebody to do research because they, where are they going to go? They're going to Google search it. And it's only yeah, right. Exactly. And that's another thing. Like you have to make a decision to have an open mind and to be open to, to all possibilities, basically, because... What a lot of people do is like, I did my research. I, I checked Snopes, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia. This, so yeah, Wikipedia. You know, or they go to this any outlet where they they assume as an authority, basically, and like, it basically they're saying that they're definitely giving me the truth, and 
It's like, well, how do you know they're giving you the truth? That's part of the, re- that has to be part of your research is to research where you're getting your information, the source of your information, you know? Exactly. Well, that's part of, uh, part of what we're all going through right now. As, as you, as you're waking up to this reality, uh, what else is waking up your intuition and, and you start, you just like, to me, I could just look at a post or a news article and call bullshit immediately as, as opposed to the past, you know, you don't really, I would not, I wouldn't have known what to believe or what not to believe. And we also have this community that backs each other. So whenever you, you, you start to know who's credible and who's not, and, and it just becomes so easy to see the truth. But until you actually dive into it and take that step, it's really difficult. Even if somebody's telling you, you, you have to go on your own journey, really. Absolutely. And you can't force anyone. You have to just let people come to that on their own and in their own time because not everyone's ready for that. Um, so uh, going back to Wikipedia real quick, something that I noticed recently, um, well, I went to the Bohemian Grove recently. I could tell that story in a second, but I was, I was researching the Bohemian Grove on Wikipedia because I like to go on Wikipedia and kind of see what official narrative is changing in the moment. And what I've noticed recently is that Wikipedia has started posting and putting up a lot of pages on conspiracy-related stuff. So, like, the first thing I noticed was the TR3B and the Aurora program. There's, like, full Wikipedia pages about that now where there wasn't before. And then I looked at Bohemian Grove, and it is so specific with Bohemian Grove. They give you the address of their place in San Francisco, um, they tell you the exact members. They have the full, you know, at least what they're saying, the full member list. They have even their own page, its own Wikipedia page for the cremation of care, which is that sacrifice ceremony. It's got its own really? page. I was I was blown away by that. I was like, wow. what the heck? That's crazy. And Ben Chastine from um, Edge of Wonder, Edge of Wonder. He, he posted on Facebook today or yesterday that he noticed the same thing. He was like, um, Fakeopedia has been posting a lot of right-wing conspiracies lately, but not so much left-wing. So I, saw, I found I that interesting that post, too, yeah. which and, is true. Like there's not really much on Wikipedia about the Luciferian agenda or anything like that, but there's a lot now about like secret space program, at least the basic one, you know, the, like the military industrial complex one, mm-hmm. um, and the Bohemian Grove, which is, you know, a more conservative run secret society. It's just very interesting. And it started making me think more and more about Alex Jones and how Alex Jones fits in to that whole picture because, you know, Alex Jones was the one who first outed the Bohemian Grove in like 1999. He got it on, on camera. He, he broke in there, you know, yeah. at least that's what he says. And uh, got a hidden camera, was, right? Right, right. And that's yeah. when I like, it, it's for that work that I respected Alex Jones and then everything now has been kind of like, you know, questionable seems like he might be um he might you know, be con- controlled intelligence yeah right that's i know and, and that's a shame because yeah he was he was a part of my awakening uh, when i first back in like 2012 when i first started really waking up to a lot of the stuff uh i would watch Infowars and a lot of his yeah. stuff and and he was great for that for you know starting out he uh exposed me to a lot of information that i'd never heard before and I think it's the same for a lot of people. So it's funny because in one sense, he's done a lot of good 
and that he's I think he's helped wake a lot of people up and and expose a lot of people to to at least get them on this journey the journey of awakening and and uh, yes at least on like the uh you know more the 3d level more political kind of level of what's going on at least but um because he doesn't go too much into ets right but no, he this, goes into the elite bloodlines a lot yeah right. yeah but he, but he does Which expose essentially the same thing if, i mean it depending on where you're doing your research but exactly but it lately it's been starting to look like he very well could have been controlled opposition this whole right. time so if he if he if he has been controlled opposition this whole time including when he broke into the grove what does that mean does that mean that that exposure was a controlled uh, disinformation tactic or maybe he was working for the more left-leaning um, luciferian groups to out the conservative luciferian group as a form of like this internal war it just opens up all these new possibilities yeah yeah or uh, something I've been thinking is, you know how the cabal has to tell us what they're doing. You know that's part of their, oh yes, part yes. of their magic. Essentially, they have they have to let us know what's going on. So maybe, maybe they have to have somebody like Alex Jones to tell us what's going on. But then they right. they make them into this rid- ridiculous kind of like cra- like oh look how crazy he is. You know, that's, that's a, a very, very interesting point. point. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so everyone will, everyone who's not like hardcore into that will just kind of write him off as this batshit crazy right dude. but it's like they have to get it out somehow so they, they might as well yeah, but do it and make it look ridiculous they're, out, they're like we're telling you the truth it's right just, yeah it's well like, i remember he uh joe rogan had him on and he started getting into oh, yeah he, he started getting into the, the bloodlines and and he just started go, going what i guess a normal person would say off the deep end which I understood what he was saying, and I was getting excited about it. And then Joe Rogan would look at him like he was crazy, you know. Yeah. And and then he, Joe Rogan, got bashed so bad for having him on his podcast because that's oh, how man. many, that's how much people just discredit what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Especially well, I love Joe Rogan, but he's. I feel like he's definitely been compromised over the past couple of years. His whole his whole narrative and outlook on certain things has like Thank completely one eighty. Thank you for saying that because he was a he he's a part of my awakening originally even just minor stuff he would have very interesting podcasts about ETs whatever it might be Bigfoot uh Egypt being way older than we're being told all the stuff and then now now he just kind of like he had Danica Patrick on and <laughs> and he was asking her about what she's up to and she's like I really been uh focusing on decalcifying my pineal gland and he's nice. like he's like you don't believe in that bullshit do you and he started like almost like belittling her in a little bit, you know, uh, like telling her she's like wasting her time. And she's like, no, there's really something to it. And she, and he just kind of like shrugged it off and went on to the next topic. Uh, it just, it all it just makes you wonder. It all started after there was like one episode or one video where he turned to the camera and he was like, hey, government, if you're listening, if you give me the answers, I will lie to everybody. He's like, I'll even lie to my wife if you tell me what's really going on. And since yes, then, I heard them say that, yes. Crazy. Wow. And now he's like a different person. But um, still good for some people that are, you know, intro awakening. It, Dr. Greer yeah. was the same thing for me. He was very um, influential and pivotal for my initial awakening. And um, then I started to kind of question his, yeah. 
motives and his agenda and what he represented. And I still don't even totally know how I feel about him, but I am grateful for the information he has presented. Same. He was was part of my initial awakening, especially to the ET side of things. And um, yeah, I watched, I watched uh, Sirius uh, back back then, which was amazing. Um, And, and then uh, unacknowledged whenever that came out. Which that's still good to even to get people rolling. I mean, I don't know. I point a lot of people towards that documentary because it makes you start thinking about stuff that you really never introduced to. It is, especially mm-hmm. for yeah, especially for people that are new to, to that stuff. Um, it's it's fantastic for for and then, that. And then you send them to Above Majestic. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> the next day, yeah. It's like all yeah, right, that- now time for some hardcore truth. yeah right. <laughs> we're gonna do nazis and submarines in space <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that whole um everything that greer kind of talks about along the lines of the un- unacknowledged programs and the black programs were were really the the beginning of my awakening like my my spiritual awakening came secondary i was doing um i was studying aerospace engineering at uh nice. cal poly in san luis Obispo. And um, it was through that that I started to wake up to the deeper black projects that were going on. And one of the things that really was initially like alarming to me was um, there was a teacher at the school who was the, he was considered the father of the F-22, which is the most um, successful fighter jet in history, officially, you know, in the mainstream. And he was the father of the F-22. He was like the design manager and like did everything behind it. And he worked at Skunk Works and he was the project manager for like tons and tons of projects at Skunk Works. And so he was officially retired from Skunk Works and he was still working as a contractor for them, but working for the university. And he had like, he was given models by Lockheed if you don't know, Skunk Works is the advanced aerospace department of mm-hmm. Lockheed Martin, which is a big aerospace contractor. Yep. Um, Skunk Works is where, is where all the like high-tech stuff is actually developed. And even that is kind of a smokescreen. But okay. uh, he, he was in charge of several uh, black projects. And so he would receive models of the different projects he was in charge of. And for ones that were uh, declassified, they were like the actual plane. But for the other ones, there were still several projects from like the 1970s that were still classified. And he had, they basically gave him like a black rock to symbolize those black projects. So he had like five black rocks on his desk. And it was then that I was like, wow, like if there are projects from the 1970s, 80s that are still classified, like that tech is still a dominant type of advanced tech, then there's some truth that's not being shared here. And there's, yeah. there's something more going on. Yeah, what does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> and then exactly. on top of that, he would show videos of the Aurora program, like kind of conspiracy YouTube videos. He would show them in his classroom and kind of chuckle and uh, make like hints that he helped develop that. And I was like, Oh man. But like everybody else, it just kind of went over their head. They, they just thought it was funny. And I was like, yo, there's some, uh, some real shit going on here. <laughs> so just to try and wrap this up, uh, we're trying to keep this under an hour or around an hour, I should say. Uh, Jace, is there anything that anything you have going on coming up that you want to tell anybody about? Any conferences you're attending or anything like that? 
You know, it's funny because I haven't actually committed to any particular conferences this year. Um, but there's a good chance that I will be at ESETI in, uh, at James Gilliland's ranch on July 4th. Dude, same. Um, yeah, that'd be sweet. I'm, I, I'm 100% going to that. I've decided. Well, even more of a reason for me to go then. Yeah. I got to make this trip up there. <laughs> seems like, it seems like a lot of people in our general community are, are going to that one. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been there. wanting to go to ESETI for since probably summer of 2017. So nice. Um, yeah, me like, too. I haven't actually been the yeah, ranch. Same. Beautiful. Oh, it looks, yeah. Just from seeing video and just all the stories I've heard about. Yeah. It. I'm just I've like, never I been either. To. Unfortunately, I have to miss that one. Yeah. Unfortunately. Tyler but, can't make uh, it. Well, I, I mean, I could, I'm, but I'm already going to the cosmic waves in Hawaii. And Oh, you're going to that one. Yeah. Wow. He's go- yeah. He's going to the Dude. Hawaii trip jealous that's gonna I be know, right? yeah wow. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about that just how intimate it's gonna be uh nice and just the fact that it's hawaii I'm, i can't wait and you get to talk to dolphins yeah exactly yeah. which I, <laughs> I swam with dolphins way back in high school went in a tank you know i can't wow. wait to actually jump out and oh, do really? it for real in their on their terms you know you swam with dolphins in a tank yeah somewhere in florida Nice. Really? That's sweet. That's amazing. Um, well, you'll have to tell us all about that afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I plan on it. Definitely. Um, well, anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, doing this with us. It was, I mean, fascinating on all levels. Yeah. We, we touched all kinds of stuff tonight. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Um, I love the journey to truth group. So I'm super excited for oh, the direction of this podcast and I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing this because you guys have a lot of good things to say. You got a lot of good uh, information and experiences to get out there. Thank you so yeah, much, man. Well, we all do. That's the whole point. You know, get everybody, get everybody talking, let them tell their story. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. That's, that's what this podcast is all about. Really speaking your truth. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Um, so what is your YouTube channel again? Cosmic origins. Yeah. You can find me at cosmic origins. Um, and I'm also on Instagram at, at cosmic.origins or on Facebook just as my name and those are the, the main places you can find me online awesome and he Everyone does go check out readings. all his stuff yes and the readings too yeah yeah if you would like to book a reading with me you can message me on whatever platform you can find me and we'll set that up awesome alright well I guess we'll just go ahead and wrap it up uh, cue to music Aaron all right. <laughs> the, music, the, music. the music is good now. <laughs> yeah, th- thank you guys so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Talk to you later, man. Later, guys. Bye.